Well, it looks like it is the uh, top of the hour, so I think we should get started. And uh, it is a pleasure to have all of you along on this uh, podcast. And, you know, in this particular case, uh, Zero is a product that I've been around uh, since almost inception. I was actually Zero's first point of contact for the U.S. market. And so when Rod was trying to figure out if he could bring Zero into the U.S., uh, we chatted and I explained how it'd have to work and so forth. So I've been around uh, Zero since the very, very early time and did a lot of design work on the product. It turns out uh, that this product I'm certified on as well. And uh, the evolution in the platform is pretty darn special. So we're going to talk about what's new with Zero here in this uh, coming year. Now, if you need a uh, uh, CPE credit for today's course code, we've included that for you uh, along the way. And along uh, in today's session, we're going to talk about Zero's goal to help you uh, change your business into a client accounting service and advisory focus. Uh, I've talked with a number of the Zero team members and why that's so important. And Treva here will help share some of that thinking today. And she'll actually be able to demonstrate some of Zero's tools to show you how to make workflows easier along the way. We also want to point out some of the changes that are in the report center for this version and spend a bit of time in the 1099 tools. Uh, one of the things that's been in the Zero product from early on is templates. So we're going to talk a little bit about how to construct some of those templates and then how to evaluate how the custom reports might help you in your advisory practice. Then depending on how things go, we'll discuss how we can integrate features with other popular platforms. I illustrated with Microsoft Power BI and Square, but there's many others that are out there. So I am Randy Johnston out Hutchinson, Kansas, and uh, been on the top thought leader list for uh, quite a number of years already. Uh, <laughs> Uh, CPE Today team, I guess I should tell you that yesterday I was told that I was on the uh, top 100 list for the 18th time. So that's now through 21. So when we produced these materials, we didn't know that. But I was inducted in the Hall of Fame in uh, February of 2011. I do write monthly columns for the CPA Practice Advisor and uh, currently have uh, six books uh, published in the open market. Now, uh, beyond that, I would just uh, go on to introduce uh, Treva, but you know, I will just give her a little bit of a plug here. Uh, she's got an interesting background in terms of experience in big companies, experience in education, and, you know, this passion to really be an educator for accountants, which is actually a big deal. In my mind, it's how I've kind of lived my life. But Treva, I'll let you maybe do a self-introduction at this point. So welcome to today's podcast. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here uh, to talk with all of you today. This is a thing that I get very excited about. Uh, so my name is Treva. I am part of the education team here at Zero, and we are the people who do things like Zero Advisor certification. We run the quarterly product updates every quarter to make sure that everybody knows what's new, what's worth talking about in Zero. 
Um, I actually have been in and around the accounting industry for the past 20 years-ish, and I started off as an accountant and learned eventually that I am not made to be an accountant, but I am made to be a teacher, and switched over, started teaching accounting, and now I teach accounting software, and I really love it. I really love being able to do this for a living. I love being able to talk about software, but I also love talking about the industry and the directions that we're going and the ways that we at Zero can be a part of that. So um, yeah, I'm really excited to talk about things today. Well, that is such a pleasure because, you know, um, everybody asks me what I want to be when I grow up. And it's like, I don't want to grow up, start there. So anytime you can do what you love to do day after day after day, you know, it's like uh, the old Mae West say, saying every day is a holiday. That's kind of how it works out like that. So uh, anyway, I can tell from your enthusiasm that it'll just be a you know delightful thing for us to be able to do. So, um, you know, for today, Today's podcast. Uh, of course, you can listen today for free, and uh, I'd like for you to check out the uh, you know uh, uh, ongoing podcasts that we have. You can earn credits in as few as two minutes. Your course purchase includes a, a short five-question quiz, and then you just complete our certificate certificate through our education partner, K2 Enterprises. I'm one of the partners there. And we do have free copies of the learning materials. And again, you'll have the ability to ask questions on, on today's webinar. So, um, you know, I'm going to ask actually the Devmatics team to drive the PowerPoint because I, I don't seem to be able to get that to advance. So if you don't mind doing that advance, that'd be appreciated. And we're, we'd like to talk first about shifting the focus here to advisory first accounting. Now, um, there's some claims here, and this is not uh, an extensive or a comprehensive list might be the way to think about it. But I would suggest that there's new generation of software arriving in almost every category. And we know that the majority of firms revenue is still in tax and audit compliance, depending on the size of firms, uh, you know, it may be 40, 40 and 20. Uh, for smaller firms, it might be as much as 80% still in tax. But, uh, you know, along the way, we know that opportunities are growing and abounding, frankly, in client accounting services and advisory. But this is a pretty significant change for many firms. Uh, the technology along the way here is getting more complex but it's also finally getting easier to use. And, you know, that's a rule of thumb that I've applied for a long time. If we have complexity, the systems actually can be a lot simpler. But if the systems are simple, your use is actually more complex. So this is actually a good statement as I see it. Of course, with the pandemic, we had a lot more remote work uh, increase and we actually proved that the cloud was working at scale and that people could get the things done from any location. But I am also concerned for the profession that the complexity is increasing without corresponding fee increases and that competition is becoming more common and loyalty less common and uh, that the costs are increasing per user with almost all of that in subscription. So I am concerned about some of the 
uh, competitors to those of you in the profession where uh, vendors are offering services, trying to compete with you directly. And uh, there's going to be a lot more of what I'd call retail competition. So, uh, Treva, I'm going to keep putting you on the spot throughout our time together uh, because I want to leverage your expertise. But have you seen other things as you've been uh, educating uh, accountants on this advisory first view of the world and the cast view of the world? You know, you touched on so many good points just now. The industry is changing. And there's not really a good way to stop that. I think a lot of people would like to pump the brakes and slow things down, but that's not going to happen. We have so much technology, whether that's, you know, my mom is in her 70s and she uses a smartphone all the time and she streams things and it's just gotten so pervasive. And to think that technology advances wouldn't happen in the accounting industry the same way that they're happening everywhere else is, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me. So what I hope we start to see is accountants that start to embrace the technology and find the opportunities in the technology that's out there and find ways to actually leverage it and do the thing that they like to do. We talk a lot about taking on the accounting for the client. We talk a lot about giving advice. And one of the things that I get pushed back on is people who are like, but I didn't get into accounting to give advice. I got into accounting because I like the numbers or I like the, you know, being able to do the thing. But the problem is you're already giving advice. <laughs> so often what I see with accounts is you're already doing this work you're just not charging for it. You're not seeing the value and what you're bringing to the table for your clients. You have a huge amount of knowledge and expertise and experience that you're bringing to the table and your clients don't have that. They don't, they don't come to you because they already know what they're doing, right? So they're coming to you and they're probably already asking you questions. They're probably already looking for ways to do things better. And you can charge for those things. You can charge for those things. And I feel like we don't get enough um, conversation around the fact that these are valuable services to clients that actually do help increase their stickiness with you. Because if you're giving them good information, if you're handling their accounting for them, what you're doing is taking that responsibility off of them and you're giving them time to work on their business and then they can ask you better questions and you can build this relationship that then helps them want to work with you more. Mm -hmm. So I see a lot of opportunities that get overlooked, I think. Yeah, understood. And, you know, uh, I've been teaching firms to do client accounting services for a little over 20 years, started in the late 90s in this area, actually. And early on, my claim, which was correct at the time, still is correct today, I believe, was that if you do the client accounting services, you're going to see some of the uh, client opportunities first, number one. And number two, you'll actually simplify 
uh, items like preparing tax returns because the trial balances that you're receiving are going to be accurate. And in many cases, you can make uh, tax season a lot easier because as soon as the tax software is available, you can basically import the trial balances for the business returns and knock out the majority of your client's business returns in the first week or so of the season. And you know that they're pretty much right. And that you know, cuts the stress down so much in that area. But this, this shift to advisory where the clients really want more um, direction. So we'll call it management advice. That's a big deal. But I do caution firms to remember, because I'm fussy about this too, is you can choose to do client accounting services and advisory, but it does impair your independence. So as long as you're not, uh, you know, as long as you're aware of that and, and take that as a rule of thumb here, that actually is a pretty good deal. Well, you know, this is not the only thing that's, uh, you know, a factor in here. And, uh, you know, along the way, some of the other things that we see are the days of simply providing a tax return or a financial statement is just pretty much behind us. Um, Certainly the deliverable of the tax returns important and, you know, doing the e-file and all that. But the bottom line is we have to make the numbers better and we have to make the numbers more understandable. And for the clients, particularly the business clients, being able to illustrate with reporting and making strategic recommendations and then even further, I think, assisting in implementing the recommendations uh, comes into play. So trying to do this at a competitive cost is important. I do believe there will be more competition in here. We are starting to see some of the first uh, illustrations might be the one way to say it or examples of commoditization happening here. Up to this point, client accounting services has been somewhat uh, protected. All the time here that we're doing this, we have to be cognizant of conserving our clients' time as well as conserving our team members' time. And to help us do that, I think we can do uh, deliver work products electronically. We can work interactively with some of the tools that are out there and frankly, probably need to deal more with secure methods of communications, which Email's not particularly secure, so portals and other things like that. So, you know, here you've probably had a bit more of experience in terms of automating the workflows for financial statements. I hope you in, will demonstrate a little bit of that for us, but what observations do you have in this area? So we actually were just running a series at zero not too long ago that's all about automating workflows. And one of the things that you can do is you can start to use all of these apps. We have so much technology, but before you start automating, it's important to make sure your processes are accurate, right? So automating is just one part of it. You gotta make sure you have good processes and then you can start automating and doing all these things and knowing your tools. One of the lessons that we taught was actually about reporting and 
we had Tate Henshaw doing the webinar for us. I would mess up his title. Sorry, Tate, if you see this, I would totally mess up your title if I tried to say it right now. But he was talking about this and he said this line that I thought was amazing, which was, you know, so much of what we do as accountants is translate. We take this information and we relate it and make it understandable to our clients because we're looking at the same numbers they are. I can give them the same report, but I can look at this and start to make connections that they're not gonna make and be able to explain to them, this is what this means for you. And I love that he pointed that out because it's so very true. So much of what accountants do is already taking something that somebody else doesn't know and turning it into something that they can then understand. And having solid systems in place that help you do that makes so much difference in the amount of time it takes. So if you can streamline your processes and make yourself more efficient, if you can start to use tools that give you better visibility around things, whether that's dashboarding or extended reporting or whatever it might be, then that just gives you more ability to talk to your clients and give them better advice or just to see things that they may not realize that they're seeing, right? There's a lot of times business owners don't recognize the trends that an accountant is going to see right off the bat because they're looking at a broad set of uh, ranges, months, years, quarters, whatever. They're going to look at those financial statements and be like, oh yeah, you can see these trends and stuff like that. A business owner may not one, take the time to look for those things, and two, recognize that those are important and valuable to them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, uh, sorry to actually pseudo interrupt you there. I didn't mean yeah, to do that, fine. but I, I agree. And that makes perfect sense. Now, just because of timing, uh, there's another point I want to make about, uh, you know, the client base, but I think it may be smart of us to do our first polling question. So the question here is, you know, which of the following is an advisory service? And you should have a polling question in front of you. And, you know, while you're thinking about your answer here, uh, Treva, you and I will go back and forth on this a little bit, because for advisory services, uh, I have just produced a list of 72 advisory services for digital CPA, which will be produced in, in the next week or so. But the bottom line here is, I think I don't even have all of them on the list yet. So there's so many advisory services out there. So I, we're asking the question, which the following is an advisory service? And when you think about advisory services, what's the first one that comes to mind for you? You know, I think the first one that comes to mind for me is always cash flow, cash flow mm -hmm. forecasting, cash flow management, because cash is so important to every single business. Um, but like you said, there's so many options mm -hmm. and that the options keep growing. It's not like it's not like we stop using one because something else new comes along and you can have 15 different accounting advisors and they're going to offer 15 different sets of services and all of them are valid. All of them are useful. Yeah. You know, knowing that cash is king or as one of my favorite uh, early CPAs in my career 
as a um, coffee mug said, happiness is a positive cash flow. Uh, yeah. Those are certainly true. And it turns out that in the advisory world, I believe that there are three levels of services. There's core services, secondary services, and tertiary services. And core, I think all firms have to do. And it turns out one of the core services is planning. So that kind of gets us to a second one of this list. And, uh, you know, when you get to core, you get your planning right, there's some other services you can perform, and there are going to be some you should do and some you should refer. And by the time you get to tertiary services, I like to think of those like uh, concierge, you're referring them out, you're not really trying to do it. But, you know, a lot of the business owners want management reporting. So I believe if we've given up our attendees enough time to respond, we've already kind of talk that cash flow is an advisory service, that planning is an advisory service, and that management reporting is probably an advisory services. So I believe that the correct answer is all of the statements are true. Well, last little point, and I'd like to get over to have you demonstrate products because I think that's part of the goal today. But it seems to me that reaching younger clients is part of what we need to be able to do with our practices. And the big problem here is that the... Uh, clients are aging. You know, for a lot of accounting firms, the clients are 60 plus, and we've got to replace those with younger clients. But I also point out that, you know, when when we reach 2021, the first of the millennials also turned age 40. So 40 doesn't seem like quite such a young age uh, anymore. Maybe, maybe it doesn't seem like quite such an old age. I'm not sure which way to look at that. But we need to have new younger clients and we're going to have to figure out how to market to this younger pipeline in other words how do we find younger clients but one of the things we know that's true is younger clients want to communicate electronically and securely and we've got to be proactive with our practice management one of my attractions of zero through the years was you know the zero hq piece and the business development capabilities and so forth in there so uh, is there any particular advice that you might have that helps our firms reach a new demographic? Yeah, I think one of the things as one of the older millennials that are out there, I can say, you know, one of the things that's really helpful is just communicating what it is that you're bringing to the table what it is because everybody wants to know what's in it for me right that's the basic marketing with them like what is what's in it for me what do i need to have this for and there are a lot of self-service options out there for people to do but the problem is a lot of times nobody goes into business to be doing the accounting unless they go into accounting right so i'm not going to start a bakery because I want to do the accounting for the bakery, I'm going to start a bakery because I want to do cakes and cookies and what, you know, whatever. And then the accounting comes into play. And then I go, oh, this is a thing I now have to do. And I don't speak this language and I don't know what I'm doing, but they do it anyway. Right. And so one of the things that I think accountants can do is communicate the value of what they're bringing to the table, which is not just 
hey, we do already speak this language. We know exactly what's happening here and can make this a much more efficient process and take it off of your hands for you so that you're not having to do this in addition to all of the business stuff that you're already having to manage. But also we can work with you and partner with you because I think that one of the things that the advent of the internet has brought us is this sense of nobody's alone in doing things anymore. I can Google it, I can YouTube it, I can look things up, I can find someone who's an expert that can explain it, I can find a TED talk, whatever it might be. And so being able to say, hey, I can partner with you in this. I can help you do this thing. We can talk about what your goals are and what you're trying to accomplish because a lot of times what we see with the younger market isn't just, I want to make money. Like, hey, yeah, that's great. I want to make money. But maybe I also have goals around um, working with the environment and making things more sustainable long-term, or maybe I don't want to have a business that's going to take up all my time because I have extra stuff I want to do outside of that. And I have a really strong sense of work-life balance. How do I get that to work for me? And I think that a lot of times the, the accounting industry has been very focused on profits, which is great. Like it's very helpful to be focused on profits, but we have to expand into really connecting with what people are doing at a different level when it comes to the younger generation, because they're not just looking at profits. They're looking at what contribution am I making to society? What contribution am I making to sustainability? You know, how does this fit into my other goals? Because work is not always their end goal. Mm -hmm. Understood. Well, so that might, thank you for that. And it might be time for us to turn our attention then to how you uh, believe that zero can help us shift to a CAS or advisory focus. Yeah. And, you know, um, there's several ideas here, and I'm hoping you'll be able to demonstrate a few of these things to us. So, you know, one of the things that might be helpful is getting the zero advisory certification. So talk to us a little bit about what that means. So zero advisor certification is going to help you have a really solid understanding of one, how zero works and two, the value that it can bring to you in your practice. So we run certification webinars twice a month. I host one, my colleague Tracy hosts the other right now. And we go through, we show you not just this is how you do the thing, because while that's helpful, like you also might want to know why you would need to do that thing or in what circumstance that thing is going to be useful or helpful. And we try to add those in as well. So we want to make sure that you're coming away from this with a solid understanding of how to use the product and when to put those tools into practice. Um, and we do also offer CPE for our advisory certification. So um, check out the Zero Partner Program and get that advisor certification because we do have CPE as well. Mm -hmm. And how many hours are involved in your advisory certification? For the webinars, it takes four hours. We run a four hour, uh, four and a half hour webinar at the first Thursday of every month, give a little break in between sessions. And then the 
third Wednesday and Thursday of the month, we split it up. So we have two hours Wednesday, two hours Thursday um, to be able to meet different scheduling needs as they come up. All right, beautiful. Well, now I know there's a number of tools that are inside the product. And again, I'm hoping you might be able to demonstrate some of these to us. Uh, bank reconciliation and the report center. It looks like I didn't, I messed up your spelling there. Sorry about that. That's all uh, right. 1099 tools and, uh, you know, the report templates and so forth, and then integrations to some other things. So you've got all these, there's probably more we could talk about given more time, but is there one you'd like to tackle first in terms of being able to demonstrate it? You know, I'm going to start with my favorite thing, which is bank reconciliation. Um, I have worked with a lot of accounting softwares over the past 20 years. I have seen really good bank recs and I've seen really bad bank recs. Um, I personally really like our bank rec. So I'm going to share my screen here right. and let me get this loaded up and that should share here in just a second. So in zero, the way that we have structured bank reconciliation is you can connect bank feeds. Bank feeds are a huge, huge benefit, um, whether you're doing the client's bank rec or not. Because if the client is doing their own bank rec, giving them the opportunity to do bank rec more often and have things more fresh, you can sell it to them like, hey, you don't have to wait until the end of the month and then do an entire month's worth of transactions all at once and make it feel so overwhelming, you could do it at the end of the week if you wanted to. Do it once a week, go through, you're still going to remember what all this stuff is for. It's going to make it so much easier on you, on me. <laughs> if I'm the accountant, I know I'm going to have fewer things that I have to deal with because I know that a lot of business owners will put off doing their account or their bank reconciliation because they yeah. don't like doing it. Well, um, and in that point, uh, Treva, you know, uh, people sometimes think this is a dysfunctional recommendation, but I actually recommend doing reconciliations first thing in the morning every day. Oh yeah. Uh, if you can, if you can get someone to do it every day, that's the best. Yeah. Because, and I simply illustrate with this question, you know, what did you have for lunch yesterday? And by the way, what did you have for uh, supper on Friday night? And by the way, what did you have for uh, you know lunch last Tuesday? Mm -hmm. And and the problem is most of us might remember the first or second meal, but you start getting back, you just can't do it. But the more important piece is in the U.S. banking regulations. Uh, these are being reduced to only a two-day clawback period. So if some fraudulent transaction has occurred and you didn't catch it the first two days, the money's not coming back. So therefore, yeah. reconciling sooner and saying, what's this transaction? I don't recognize this. You might have a clawback period. So sorry to interrupt your thinking. No, but you're I fine. I want to call that out. That's the part of the fun of going back and forth between us because, you know, you get to show how it works in the product. And I get to talk about like U.S. banking regulations. <laughs> I'm glad you took that part of it. Honestly, um, I can tell you a true story. I talked to a small business one time and they were trying to figure out their bank rec and it was November and I was talking to them and they said, you know, we're trying to figure out this transaction. I said, all right, let me, you know, see what it is. Transaction was from March. I said, this is from March. It's November. What are you doing? And they were like, yeah, it's year end. We're doing our bank rec. And I was like, you just now. Okay. Um, 
And so we go through, we figure out who made the transaction and they said, oh, well, he got fired in July. I don't know what to tell you at this point. Like <laughs> you, you, good luck, have mm. fun because there's no good option for that. So like, don't don't be that guy, right? Don't be the person who's putting things off and then not able to figure things out. Just do it a little bit at a time. It's not going to take that long. And that's the great thing about bank fees. If you can connect the bank feed, it's not going to take very long. And when we go into zeros reconciliation screen, one of the things that I actually really love about our bank rec screen is it puts all of the bank statement lines where you can see them in one spot. Got a little helpful help screen that I'm going to close out right here. But it puts all the bank statement lines in one spot. And then we try to help you find those matching transactions so that you don't even have to go look for them. You don't have to leave this screen to go find transactions, which to me is, is great. Um, I have worked in those situations where it's like, oh, I have a paper statement and I'm like highlighting every single one that I've checked off and that like I've done those. This doesn't make you do that. So what you see is you see all the bank statement lines on the left-hand side, and then Zero will search through your organization and look for a one-to-one -one match. And if it finds it, it just pops it up onto the screen and goes, here it is. And all you have to do is hit OK. Like, that's so much easier to me <laughs> than having to go through and find it yourself. And if you do need to actually find something, because it's not like a one-to-one, -one, maybe it's multiple, you can still use this screen. You can go find and match. And you can search for the thing that you're looking for. And it's going to pop it right up here. And then all you have to do is say, yep, that's the thing. I can do that. And then if you start to see trends in what is happening, you can set up a bank rule. And the great thing about bank rules is they're an if-then statement. So like, if you see this, then do the thing. You tell zero one time. This is how I want you to look for this information. And if you find it, this is how I want you to create that transaction. And then it starts filling that in for you. And all you have to do is say, yep, that's the thing I want, right? So it looks and it says, oh, this is a 7-Eleven transaction. We know this is candy for the candy bowl on the front desk or whatever it might be. And then it creates it for you. And if you go through and use the cash coding part of zero, which is maybe my favorite thing that we do. I love cash coding because if you're using bank rules, it starts to fill these in for you. And all you have to do is look at it and go, okay, yeah, that's office expenses. Yep. That's office expenses. I can save and reconcile. And then it creates and reconciles the transactions for you. Like the, the streamlining of Bankrec that Zero offers to me is one of the best things that we do. Because if I'm an accountant and I've somebody's brought me a year's worth of bank saves, if you're doing still doing write-ups, cool, do write-ups. But think about how much faster your write-ups go if you're using bank rules and cash coding to get through those consistent transactions. And then you're just having to look for the one-offs. Like that to me is a huge game changer. Yeah. And although it's not the purpose of our podcast today, you know, you throw against that the hub doc product to take that shoebox of, you know, the past <laughs> year's transactions and pump it through the matching process becomes so much easier on that point too. Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah, um, HubDoc is HubDoc is a great tool. I'm not going to dig into it, but like HubDoc is also a very very great tool. Um, also for bill payments, like um, not payments, getting bills into the accounting software. Because I know a lot of times people are like, "Oh, I'm just going to pay the bill. I'm not going to put the bill into the accounting software. I don't want to mess with that." which messes with cash flow forecasting, because then how do I know how much you need to have on hand on any given day to pay that bill? So if you can get them to do the thing where they like email the bills into HubDoc and then it populates automatically in zero, then all of a sudden you have a way to cash flow forecast. Like, I love it so much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so other, other key things we should know about the reconciliation process? Um, yeah, so I would say one is bank feeds. Two is bank rules and cash coding. Make sure you know about those and that you're using those. Um, we are also constantly leveraging machine learning, right? So one of the things that Zero is doing is helping to drive the technology to make things easier, specifically for accountants and bookkeepers, honestly. Um, and so we also have the ability to start recognizing transactions that have happened over and over to make it easier for you to recognize like, hey, this is a thing that we may want to put a bank rule on. Or if you don't want to, it's still going to make suggestions for you. So like I can go down here and it's got a suggestion because we have a bank rule that we see every month and I don't have to create that because zero recognized it. So take advantage of those things. Start looking at those things where it's going to save you time and effort because they're there, like use them. Yep. Makes perfect sense. Well, we should take time out for another polling question. And so I think we have asked, you know, what tools are included in Zero that support your efforts to have a cast and advisory focus? We're going to look at some more of those, but I believe the polling question is up for our attendees to see. You're obviously, I uh, have just showed us bank reconciliation, so it's pretty clear that one's in there. Uh, but there's also report templates and then Microsoft Power BI and Square integrations. So uh, tell us, uh, are any of those things included inside Xero? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, report templates are one of the tools that are included with the Xero Partner Program, giving you access to Xero HQ. So you do have to be a Xero Partner to get access to Xero HQ where the templates live but you can create a template and then run it across your zero using clients, even with variations in the chart of accounts, which again, time saver, use your time savers as much as possible. Um, and we do also integrate, we just hit a milestone, I think in our app store, we have something like a thousand apps that connect in zero and Microsoft Power BI and Square are two of those apps. We have apps that do everything from dashboarding, bill payment, um, extended reporting. We've got detailed inventory management. There's so many tools out there that make it so much easier for you to automate your processes, to have correct and current information, and to give your clients advice. Um, Sometimes it feels a little overwhelming how many options there are, honestly. Well, I'm glad to hear the milestone of a thousand hit because I've watched it go from 400 to 600 to 700 and so forth. And, and that's a big deal. And really, 
the developers tell me that Zero is one of the easier products to interface with. It's it's clearly easier than many of the competitors. So I, I think what you've just heard Treva say is, yeah, we've got integrations, we've got bank reconciliation, we've got report templates. So I think those of you who have responded that uh, all of the statements are true is probably in the right ballpark. Well, it seems to me then, uh, Treva, it might be good because uh, just doing a little bit of time management here where we only have about 20 minutes left together. Uh, what would you like to tackle next? Would you like to show us templates? What would you like to show us? So let's go in and talk about the report center itself. And we can go into that. We can touch a little on 1099s and we can talk about report templates as well, kind of all encompassing. And I knew so, workflow was such a big deal to you too. So I was trying not to tell you where to go. You just tell me where you want to go <laughs> and I'll just follow you along. So in Zero, we have the report center and we've got so many reports. So we've got so many reports and they're always adding new ones. They're always updating reports. And in here, the cool thing, I think that they just released, this is pretty, pretty recent, is they've looked at the most common customizations that people have made to reports and given you the option to run those customizations right from the report center without having to do the customization yourself. So you can go in and you can customize your report to your heart's content, um, but you can also just say, oh yeah, I just wanted to run, you know, based on tracking options, I wanna run one for each region or each location and see how it goes. Um, so just the little things that make it easier to do those, super, super helpful. Um, we've also done a ton of updates to the 1099. Um, we're actually going to be doing a webinar next Thursday, all about doing the 1099 in zero and some of the updates that we've made to it. Um, uh, again, I'm going to reference Tate Henshaw because he's fresh in my mind and he's helping present this. And he said, you know, I keep trying to advocate for calling this thing, never mail a 1099 again because he's like, I, you shouldn't be doing that. I don't do it. You can do everything online. And he's, he's right. Because what you can do is you can do things like in here, you can create your contact groups and make sure that you have the correct contacts in your 1099 that you're going to be pulling. We have added that directly into the 1099 setup itself. So you can go in and add these. You can make sure that all of the information that you need is included in here. And then you just set up the 1099. So you can go in and if you did the 1099 and zero the previous year, you can actually copy. I don't have a rule for 2020 in here, but if you did, you can just copy last year's rules, make minor changes if you need to. You can come in here and you can select, be as detailed as you need to be. So if I have people in a particular group, I have payments allocated to a very specific, I'm going to choose one at random here, but very specific account. And then I can say this goes to this particular one. I can do it even wider and I can come in here and I can say, oh yeah, this is going to be my rent on the MISC. And then it creates the report for me, uh, mine didn't because I don't have one in here, but it's going to say like, what's different? What do you need to fix? And then you can go through, make sure everything's set up and then you can e-file and you can even get your data in a secure platform 
because if I go back into our uh, 0HQ, where the report templates live, we also have a function called ask. So you can send requests to your clients, whether they use zero or not, you, honestly, but you can send quest, requests to your clients using our ask function and say, hey, I need the W9s. I need this documentation for these particular people so that I can do this. And then you've got it stored in our secure platform because they have to uh, create a, a username and password to be able to even upload it. And that way you always have access to it. It's always right here. You're not going, did they email that to me? I hope they didn't email that to me. What if I get hacked? That's terrible. Do they put it in Dropbox? Where do they, do I have it in Drive? Where is it? It's always right here. You don't have to sweat it. And in, while I'm in zero HQ, I'm going to touch on the report templates as well, because report templates what you can do here is you can actually set up your template, customize each of the reports in it. So say I'm doing financial statements because it's, you know, it's here. I can go in here. One, I can put in my disclosures, my disclaimers, all of that kind of stuff, customize that. I can then go into each report that I want to run for this client. So maybe I go into the PL and I can then edit this, make sure that it's set up the way that I want it to be set up. So that might be that I go in and I create um, a custom schedule. It might be that I go through and I reorder things. It might be that I go in and add in, maybe I want to see a budget and a budget variance on the PL when I have this conversation with them. So I don't have to bring out extra reports. I know of one of our partner consultants when she was working in industry, she would do a projection of what their tax needed to, what their tax was projected to be. So she would go in and be like, okay, here's this. And I've calculated, I've put in this custom formula so that you have an overview of that. And the cool thing about building this is you set it up at this level, and then it doesn't tie directly to the chart of accounts numbers or names. It ties to, there's a separate little field that it ties to. And so what you do is you set it up here and then you can run the same report across 10, 15, 20 different clients, even if they have different variations in their chart of accounts and you're still gonna get solid information. It's gonna be this, the accurate and correct information that you need. Um, you can set these up so that you have as much detail as you need or as summarized as you need it to be, because you might be dealing with somebody, uh, you know, more at the lower manager level who needs all the details. You might be dealing with someone pretty high up who just needs kind of the summary. So you can set these up in whatever way makes the most sense to you and your clients. And then you run them from either zero HQ. If somebody doesn't have access to run them in zero HQ, they can run them at the client level as well. So it gives it even a broader um, reach for the staff in your practice. So you can tell I love these. <laughs> I get a little excited when I talk about them, but I know how much work it is to customize reports. And I know how important that is to be able to talk to your clients and to customize those reports to make sure that they're getting the information they need. 
But if you can go through and you can do that on a mass scale, that is to me, a huge benefit of being able to do leverage the technology that's in front of you. Yep. Makes great sense. So in effect, you've been showing us the various workflow support for bank rules and cash coding, uh, and actually a little bit of the recoding capabilities. Mm, and frankly, the best. yeah, so <laughs> it sounds like I might have pushed another button there for you. And I think we've got enough time if you want to maybe take a look at recoding. Yeah. Um, so I have 100% been that person who has had to track down. This person has been doing this thing wrong for six months. And now I'm the person that has to go through and find every single instance of where they messed up and I have to go fix it. And it is not fun to have to do that. And so in Xero, we have a tool called Find and Recode, which helps you find all of the instances of that thing and then fix all of the instances of that thing. And you can look for not just like they put the wrong account in, you can put in, they coded it to the wrong contact the entire time. Or we're trying to use tracking so we can run a profit and loss by location. And this, you know, all of these transactions didn't have the correct location. So now we need to go fix it. So you can find all kinds of things that are potentially wrong. Um, and one of my favorite things is you can actually look things up by um, the person who entered it, which uh, is a little thing, but I think we've all worked with people in those particular uh, organizations where you're like, I'm just going to go check. I'm just going to go check and see what they messed up because I'm guessing they've messed something up. Um, but you can look up all kinds of transactions. So if I come in here and say I was looking for, we'll go with advertising because it's the first one I'm thinking of. And maybe we have 50 transactions in here coded to advertising. I can go through and say, okay, well, this one actually should be dues and subscriptions or whatever it might be. And then I can recode, I can actually recode the source transaction. If it's current period, also the better. You can recode the source transaction. If it's prior period, you may want to do a manual journal entry, but it's going to get all of the instances for you. And if you recode the source transaction, one of the great things is it doesn't lose the audit trail part of it. So it will show you what's changed directly on the transaction itself. So you always have that record of, yes, this is what was done. Um, and to me, to me, like, I don't have to get a spreadsheet out and color code, or I don't have to like print off a whole bunch of journal reports and then go through with a highlighter. Uh, maybe I'm showing my age. I don't know if the kids today do that, but like, that's what we always did. You, you know, you printed off the report and then you had different color coded highlighters to match everything up. Taurus, this finds everything for me. And then I can even see what did we change and when and who did this. So being able to fix things, as someone who has done the thing, I wish I'd had this. I wish I had had this. We never had this. 
Yeah, I love it when you've got stuff like that that just makes uh, life so much easier. Oh, well, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm kind of looking ahead here a little bit and thinking of other items that we might need to do, but it's probably about time for us to get our next polling question in because well, one of the things that I think we can ask is which of the zero workflow tools makes providing advisory services easier? And, uh, you know, we've, we've got the question, uh, sorry, the answers to the question, bank rules and cash codings, and you just showed us find and recode. So I believe over the time we've been together, you know, uh, every time I turn around, it's like, here, here's another Treva button. We'll push this. Oh, there, there's another one. And she's, she's giving me like three easy buttons to push there. But uh, you've shown us bank rules and you've showed us cash coding and you showed us find and recode. So it sure seems to me like all of the above might be the right answer. Do you do you agree that that seems right? I think it probably is. If you don't have good information, you're not going to give good advice. So yeah. making yeah. sure that your uh, information is good. Yeah. Now, are there other workflow tools that you think might have been on the list even beyond these three? I think... Yeah, I think depending on the particular clients, obviously there's a ton of stuff. <laughs> there's a ton of stuff that you can do. Um, so whether that's really digging into using, we have a tool called Zero Analytics that is going to help you get started with some, I wouldn't say advanced advisory, but it's gonna help take a step in that. So if you're just kind of in that like in-between space and you're like, well, I kind of wanna do advisory, I'm kind of not sure about it. We have this tool that's there to help with that, to help with cash flow forecasting, to help with giving business insights. Um, so that's a really helpful tool. Um, again, the API, the, the um, App Store, being able to leverage that in so many different ways to help streamline those processes, whether that's, you know, streamlining bill pay, getting, you know, get bills in with HubDoc and then get them out with whatever app works best for you. Um, making sure that everything is current. And I heard this, somebody said this recently, they said, you know, the best thing about the cloud is it gives you access to current useful information. And I think that just having zero where everybody can see the same thing at the same time and we don't charge on a per user basis. So everybody has a login and you're not sharing logins that is going to give you better information and give you better tools to be able to have better conversations. Yeah, makes great sense. Well, it seems to me that um, we could actually now maybe talk about you know today's session because you've given the gift of your time, which is so valuable, and your expertise is highly appreciated. Because you know I've I've sat around trainers before where it's just like, oh man, you beat me silly get me out of here but uh you know you've done a nice job and uh one of the zero gifts for coming along today was by being on the webinar uh you should have earned one free cpe credit and uh you know besides this uh you know, one credit from today's podcast uh, again you can use this code to get into our systems 
And I would go further to say that if you'll use the code of 0k2 at 0.com, you'll get 30% off of a zero subscription for three months. So this code is valid from today through March 3rd for the U.S. partner and business uh, edition subscriptions. That's a real deal, Treva. So I can't uh, express enough appreciation for the generosity of zero to give that class of discount uh, for today's session. So in any case, I, I don't know that there's much you have to say about that, but that's that's a real deal. Okay. Now, go ahead, because it looked like- Oh, no, I was just going to say, we're just excited to be a part of this and to- help people know a little bit more about what we can do for them. Because if we're not helping our accountants and bookkeepers, then what are we here for? Right. Yep. That's the, that's our main focus is making sure accountants and bookkeepers have the tools they need uh, to be able to do their jobs. Yeah. Understood. Well, you know, in today's uh, podcast, basically we've learned that, you know, Zero's goal is to help you change your business into a cash advisory focused business far more than many of the other tools that are out there. The Zero stack has so many things that we could talk about. That might be a good conversation for another day is the, the whole set of uh, tools that are out there. But you also saw a little bit of how Zero's tools make the workflows easier for advisory focused uh, accounting firms. You saw a few of the changes in the report center and some of the other uh, pieces that are coming along. Beyond that, uh, you know, there were changes in the report center uh, themselves, the 1099 tools. You know, I think about all the 1099 filing and what's happened with those over the last little bit. Uh, you saw a little bit about how to construct report templates, and we probably could even do more of that. And of course, there's custom reports for help and advisory. So again, you've, if you've answered the question, you've uh, you know, earned the credit for today. There's also an uh, additional CPE quiz that you can take. You will get a, a completion certificate from K2 for this, and you also will have access to the materials. And then beyond that, um, you're, you can get your first podcast credits free and just use the code one free podcast. So the goal here is we're trying to keep current information out there for you to use and that you can pick up uh, convenient CPE credits. Now, uh, we'd encourage you to connect with CPE today on social media. Uh, we're available on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter. You can like us on Facebook and you can follow us on Instagram. So we're available on all of those social media platforms. And you can also stream your, our show on your own time. So you can earn CP credits anytime listening on, you know, Apple podcasts or Spotify or Google podcasts or on the SoundCloud. So all of those uh, places are available. We thank you for watching today. We appreciate you being here. And uh, Treva, we appreciate your flexibility and, you know, taking my questions and kind of bobbing and weaving with the questions as we go. Uh, I can tell we'd have a lot of fun uh, digging through zero because you love the product. I've enjoyed the product for the years and years that I've been involved with it. And there's so much more depth. Do take advantage of uh, the 
offer. I'm going to actually back up just so you can get that one more time that you can go to zero.com for your uh, discounted subscription for the next three months. It's a real deal as I would see it. All right. Well, Thank you again for being here. We appreciate your attendance today. We appreciate you presenting for our uh, various attendees. And I look forward to working with you again real soon, Treva. Thanks, you too. I've had a great time. Uh, and I just want to say thank you for having me. I hope we get to do this again. I am sure we will. So all the best to you. Okay, so that said, I'm going to stop sharing the screen. And I think we will sign off and say, you have a fine day and a fine weekend, okay? Good day.